everybody to Speaker Geekers Podcast. I am your host, Steve O. Steve. And he's your boy, Tommy T, man. I'm in here, man. And tonight's podcast is pretty interesting one. We're gonna be talk we're gonna be talking about the transition from eight tracks to streaming, which is a, a a big long range, but I think it's something that people will enjoy. Yeah. I definitely think so too, man. Um it's it's crazy, man, how it did actually go from an eight track cassette because I've only seen an eight track maybe once or twice in my lifetime. So I've never listened to an eight track, but it's always interesting to see. Oh, it was an eight track. You couldn't fast forward. You can do this. You can do that. But then we got tapes and the CDs and all that stuff. So it's gonna be a pretty cool episode, I believe. So as well. But before we get into that, man, like always, man. What have you listened to this week or what has gotten you through this week, man? Well, as far as this week, if we can go through this week, which has been a busy one for me, uh, I've been listening to today. I, I listened to the Dreamville, uh, yep. Return of the Dream, uh, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Yeah. Which, uh, man, I just listened to the whole thing. It was, it was it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Freddie Gibbs. Uh, yeah, yeah, Freddie. Uh, Freddie Gibbs' new album. Let me make sure I got it right. Yeah. Uh, it's all in my thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddie Gibbs. Yep, here we go. I can go all the way through it. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs, the uh, Bandana album. Um, also, I have been trying to get through this Chris Brown album. It's long. <laughs> it's very long. Right. But I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. I haven't made it through all 32 tracks, but uh, I made it through like the first 10 and I love it. Um, and then the last thing is, man, I'm listening to that Perfect 10 by DJ Mustard. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much all I've been checking out for the week so oh, far. Yeah. And waiting on, that, waiting on that Ross switch, man. Brad. It's taking forever. Brad, come on, man. I'm like, goodness gracious, man. Ross, man. I heard the, uh, what, is it, what is it, Big big Time or something yeah. like that? I heard yeah. that. I was like, man, it's done. I did, it's an album coming out. It was like, man, awesome. I gotta, I gotta get it, man. Somehow, I'm, I'm truly waiting on that big crit album mm-hmm. next Friday, man. So you know, I gotta be on that. But man, honestly, dog, I really haven't been listening to anything all week. I've been anticipating this uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three, and it did not disappoint at not all. At all. And, uh, like it's crazy, man. Because I watched the uh, the documentary. Have you seen the documentary? No, I haven't actually. I got uh, I, out. Yeah, I watched that before I listened to the album. I was like, man, it just it just got me all hyped again to just hear it. You know what I'm saying? Just to hear it, to see the process that they went through because it was a crazy, crazy process that they went through to get this album out. You know, ten days to actually record an album. And get it out. So I was like, man, that's that's a creative process right there. Um, just all the producers that they had in there, stuff like that, man. It was it was just crazy. Everybody that they featured, and they was here. Like that's the crazy part. They was they were here hey. uh, recording the whole hour. I was like, man, come on. I should have uh-huh. got in on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't need to know what they want. Just pop right, up. Right, right. Um, but it 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 did its job though. I think the documentary really did its job, and for me, because it definitely sparked a um an outlook for other artists that were on there. Like uh, I listened to uh Jit, um Ari Ari Lennox, I think is her name. Like those are artists that I like actually listened to before, mm-hmm. uh, and was like, oh, they they straight with Cole. But then you got uh, another artist named Lute, L-U-T-E. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of him. Before, Me neither. Before, like, this album, before this uh, this documentary. And I know for a fact I never would have been looking out for him if I didn't see that documentary. So, yeah. Um, so it definitely did its job. And then when I heard his voice and listened to, like, his rhymes and everything, it definitely sparked the interest in him to go back and listen to some of his other music and stuff like that. Um, another 
group Earth Gang, like I really got into them. Like I was like, oh, okay, these guys, these guys from here too. So I was like, man, this, this, yeah, this one didn't disappoint. No, not at all. Cold does it again. Yep, he does. Okay, hey, he did what he he was coming to do. One thing that surprised me on that album was that I wasn't looking forward to be like even featured on it. Yeah. Was uh the baby. Like Oh bruh. I intro. Oh that man came in so hard. I was like, hold on, I gotta play this back. I'm already rocking with him anyway. I already listen to what he's got. But like just like I almost view that as like a stamp. Of like approval when you yeah. own when you when you when you own something with Cole, right, right. That's like you're like, oh, hold up, hold up. Let, let's you might have to take the baby even more serious now because I don't know how he got in on that or how he even got in there with them. But yeah. uh, and that might be in a documentary. I don't know. But all I know is that that <laughs> intro and he just came on something about the baby voice and just how he go. Uh, it was just hard, man. It was hey. it was hard. He he tough, man. He tough. Yeah, he real play, tough. Like I was like, the baby in this? Like is, they don't say anything about him in the in the documentary. They tell you okay. Kai there. Yeah. But, you know, they don't say nothing about the baby. But I was like, man, this dude, this dude coming up strong, man. So um, you know, that that's a great artist to be. You know what I'm saying? The young artist coming up. Um <laughs> But yeah, man, I think uh, on that song too is is that Kendrick in the hook? It sounded like him, but I don't think I don't, it was him. I don't think so, bro. I was I was looking at the credits of the uh, song and I was like, this sound like Kendrick, dog. But I don't know. It sound like Kendrick, but that's uh, that's Luke. It's really? Cole, Luke, and the baby, and the baby, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. But anyway. Getting to this podcast, Strong, we we just had a a quick review of Dream, the uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three. Yeah, yeah. go get it. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, and exactly. And listen to that Freddie Gibbs Bandana album. He got a song on that with him and, and Push T and Killer Mike called yeah. uh, Palm Olive. <laughs> if you want to hear some cooking in the kitchen, dope boy stuff. That's the one to listen to. That's it. And then he got another one called Situations, where he kind of sound like he 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 doing the uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony kind of harmonized, and the way he's spitting on it, man, it's just yeah. hard. And then fake names, hard. That that whole <laughs> album is hard. So go go yeah. check it out. Go I gotta check, check it out. That out, man. I gotta check that. I'm checking it out later today, man. Um, but yeah, so to get into the podcast, man, eight tracks to streaming. I think streaming has changed the game so much. Um, and like you said earlier, man, it's, it it came from piracy, like still at Napster. <laughs> yeah. In college, I'm downloading all that. Man, you remember dial-up internet? Man, <laughs> yeah, you, better not, you better not get on that phone. Oh. It's over. <laughs> man, you gotta download a song, man, and somebody pick up the phone, man, that's it. That's it. <laughs> It's over. You're going to download the song for hours. Man, you take forever. I, what for I used to do, it's funny, man. What I used to do was I get my little list together, uh, write down my list that I'm looking for, find the song, and then at night I would just download it when I knew everybody was asleep. And so in the morning, <laughs> you know what? I have my songs together, but then some of them did download all the way because it's a corrupt file or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, man. But yeah, so so that has truly changed the game from where it used to be and from what we grew up with, man. Because uh, you know we used to have—I remember tapes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like just regular cassette tapes. You can play, fast forward, rewind. That's it. Um, be at home. You recording the radio. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Go get back of blanks. You make your own little mixtape and everything, man. So um, I remember those, but eight tracks, man. I, I really, like I said earlier, man. I I don't have a real good background with eight tracks, man. Um, really, the first time I seen an eight track, I probably was in my twenties early 20s, man, and just going through cleaning, helping my grandma clean up something and happened to stumble upon it and was like, what is this? 
Because <laughs> it looked like a video game cartridge. Right. Like, exactly. Is this a game or <laughs> but it wasn't. Like I think I stumbled across it when I was younger. Um I think I found it when uh probably cleaning, just like it was helping my grandma clean the house or helping my uncle and he moving some stuff around. Uh and then also kind of seeing like my granddaddy's car, what those used to have, those eight track players in them. Yeah. Um and just trying to figure out, man, what in the world is this? You know, so I got the experience of it a little earlier, uh, along with vinyl. Uh, I got the, my grandma and them had a whole bunch of vinyl yeah. in the house. So, uh, yeah, I got the experience a, a, a little earlier, a little earlier. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting thing. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because vinyl actually has been, a lo- been around longer than everything. Yep. Pretty much, you know, um, that's what you know. What you was talking about earlier with the in the eight in the eighteen hundreds, they started with with what is it called funnel funnel fun something man. It's called something. Funnel uh, <laughs> pH something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, kind of, uh, no, it's me, like one of them old ass record players, man. Phonograph. Yeah, that's it. Phonograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eighteen seventy seven. Right. So Thomas you got, Edison. You got them old ass machines, man, and so. Those have and they and they and those evolve because yeah. it wasn't always with vinyl. So that's the cool thing about vinyl. But um the portability of things started to come into play. And you know, that's where the cassette tapes start coming into play, being able to play it at home, smaller, eight tracks and you know, cassette tapes was actually made before eight tracks were. Mm-hmm. Eight tracks was the the new thing. So um, how would, how is it that vinyl has been able to outlast cassette tapes and eight tracks? Um, my honest opinion, uh, my un, my honest opinion <laughs> is that uh, from what I've heard from a lot of people, uh, as far as from teachers, uh, when I uh, was at MTSU in the recording industry, and, and people who are just av- advocates and enthusiasts of vinyl, they mm. just said that it sound better. Uh, it has some rawness to it. You can hear uh, a, a lot of the instrumentation and things like that uh, within the vinyl. So a lot of people really keep their vinyl around just because of the sound quality. Um, some stuff you just you just can't get past, which is which is interesting. Yeah. So on, on tape and and the A track because the A track and the tape they basically have the same uh, insides, right? Just about, I believe. Yeah. It, it's just. I don't know the inner workers of tape, but I know what, what my side, my part is. I can fast forward, you can sit tape, I can play, pause, and rewind. Can you do those same things? I know you can't fast forward or rewind on the eight track, but can you play, uh, pause and play on the eight track? Uh, I don't think so. So it's like you just got to go straight through, like wherever it stops, that's where you start next time. Pretty much. I believe so. <laughs> I see why a track, you know, didn't didn't last too long. Um, just from the consumer side, you know what I'm saying? From the the artist side, I would think that, you know, I never would have gave an eight track a try. Well, I guess in the whole sense of it, it it's, it's kind of one of those things where they probably marketed to be, you know, the next great thing and then it turned out not to be even close. Um yeah. And I'm looking at an old radio where you put the A track in, and if you're looking at it, it, it doesn't have a rewind button, a play button, or anything. It just it goes just there. <laughs> yeah, you just put it in and go. Mm-hmm. So it, it probably was just a you know easy form, easy way to put stuff in and to put those radios in cars and you just stick it in there and go with it until they finally figured out how to you know have all those other features such as play rewind. Yeah. So on and so forth. So, but uh, <laughs> I got a question for you, man. What's your first experience with a CD? Ah, uh, my first experience with a CD. That is what, a good question. What's the um, first CD you bought? The first CD. Well, I have to go back to the first CD that I interacted with, and uh, I interacted with, which would have to be, um, it would have to be the Onyx album. Yeah. The one that has slam on it and everything, and oh, I think okay. when my when my brother, yeah, the boy, the boy, that was my joint. Yeah, and like when my brother and them just so happened to have it, and my mom had a CD player for the first time, and I didn't have, I didn't own any CDs, 
Uh, so I put it in there and I just played it like over and over and over again. I turned it up, I turned it down. I got cussed out for having it up too loud. But that's probably my first, yeah, that's probably my first initial like interaction with it besides holding one in my hands. Cause you know, at that point, if you scratch the CD, it was over. Man, done deal. Yeah. You might get an ass whooping off that. (laughs) (laughs) So like, that's probably my first interaction with a CD, uh, as far as the first CD that I ever bought, that is a good one. I have no clue really? what the first CD was that I bought. Really? Because I bought so many over the years, I have no clue what it is at this moment. Um, I, yeah. know, I know exactly the first CD I bought. What's the first one you bought? It was Buster Rhymes Extension Level Event, The Final Royal Front. That was the first one? That was the first one in 98. I bought it with my own money. And it was the cussing version. <laughs> now you remember going to Walmart and getting oh. a CD from Walmart, not knowing you thought it was all good, and then taking it home, playing it, and it's all edited. And you're like, what is this? Be bad as all know what, man. I did that a few times too, man. I was like, I had to take it back. <laughs> yeah. I think I did the same mean? thing. What if you what do you mean they gonna scratch it right here when they cuss? Man? Yeah, it's hard. It was horrible. But I got it. Walmart family friendly. Yeah. No, man. Uh, and why why did I do that more than once though? <laughs> <laughs> you, you you initially forgot and you saw it in there for a good price. You're like, well, I'm here. Right. Let me get it. Right. And then you get home and you figure out, man, this is crap. Oh it's, man. But like uh, it's like the transition from cassette tapes to CDs were like it was a smooth transition for me, bro. Just because it was like I couldn't like I got a CD player like I remember it was a Sony, it was a blue and a and a green one and the white at the bottom. But it used to scratch up my CDs all the time too. Yeah, hate that shit. You gotta be careful with those. <laughs> Man, but uh, I had got that, you know, uh, and stuff. So, you know, running track and stuff like that. So I was able to take that with me and everything. And, you know, I just stopped using tapes. I never had. A, no, I did have a Walkman. You know, this was, I think it was my dad or my mom's one or two. But I used to use that, run out of batteries, take the batteries out of remote, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The, Man, the- but, Battery scrimmage for those things. Right, right. <laughs> Remember, CDs, CDs had a had a longer stand, I feel like, than tapes did. And I'm pretty sure I'm wrong about that just because my my time with tapes and everything like that, because I mean, it probably was mid-90s when I was like recording um, tapes and got my first radio that I could actually record um, tapes and everything from and stuff like that. So mid 90s, you know, I'm recording tapes, listening to tapes, having my own tapes and stuff, making mixtapes. Man, that's the funniest thing. I used to make mixtapes with the tape. Hey, from the radio. Be, <laughs> yeah, you had to be so creative when doing that. Like, you had to know when to stop it, record, stop, right. kind of put it all together. Yeah, you had to be really creative. And matter of fact, as I was reading, check this out. It says in 1958, RCA would change the future of home music consumption by introducing the RCA tape uh, cartridge. So 1958 is when the first tape came around. And the first CD came in. uh, Although digital recording has been happening since the 1960s, it wasn't until early 1980s. Yep. When the CD came about. What was your, uh, your method of cleaning the CD once he got a scratch. Oh man, alcohol. <laughs> I can tell you real quick. Alcohol. I take it would be alcohol. Uh some type of some type of material that didn't scratch stuff. So it wouldn't be like a you know like a car, you know, like a like a rag or anything. It'd be like a shirt or something. Right, right. And man, you just kinda make sure you, you know, you gotta Soup, 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 that thing real good without <laughs> scratching it up because the wrong thing you use a tile or something man you gonna scratch that thing scratch up, thing up man. and then the funny part man was uh, with the CDs they used to get scratched right there at that one part you liked yep and you used to, I used to think everything was scratching my CDs like 
the CD player was scratching my CDs. <laughs> like I'm thinking every because it will play. That was the crazy part. It will play on one CD player, but then on the next one it won't play. You know, or or it skip or it scratch here. Yeah. Have you ever lit a CD out to somebody? Yep. And then and get it back. <laughs> It'd be the worst. Oh, like uh, one CD I lent out. One of my homeboys back in the day was that uh Goody Mob. Yeah. Uh the one with um Was it the first one? No, the second one. Okay. That's the one with um They Don't Dance No More yeah. and um all of that on it. Yeah. And I lent it out and then he got into it with his with his girl and she broke the CD. Like, uh, why? Uh, like, why go after the man's CDs? Right. You don't know if it's his. Like what? <laughs> What's the deal? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, so it's nothing worse than your homeboy coming back telling you, "Hey, man, this and this and this happened," and you just sick, especially when it's one of your favorites, right? Um, and, and you know what? Now that I think about it, it always seemed like they had women troubles, and they always went and messed up my CDs. Man, <laughs> well, I yeah, I used to hate lending CDs out and everything, just because, man. It's like I had my uncle. My uncle was terrible with CDs, man. He's like, <laughs> this dude here, man, I ain't seen this man lick a CD to clean it off before. What? Yeah, like he had no no alcohol. I was like, bro, what are you doing? All the CDs be stacked up on each other, facing whatever way. And I'm like, man. Man, do not put your saliva on my, on my CD. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> some nastiness, man. Nasty. Man, but he he just was bad with CDs, man. But I like he would have all the good CDs too. Like yeah. I lend him some. He had uh, <laughs> it was one. Uh, I think it was like Tupac, uh, one of Tupac's albums, and I hadn't heard it. So I'm sitting down downstairs listening to it, and I looked at the back of it. Like before I put it in there, the back of it looked like a checkerboard. So. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't gonna play. So I no. put it in there and it played. Sometimes get, it will. Yeah. I get to one song, bro. This giant man just man. Get out of here. Have you ever found a CD and like you just happen to look up and find a CD just somewhere random? And you're like, even though it's scratched up, you're like, you know what? I'm taking this and I'm going to try to get it to play. Yes. But it's like just horrible. <laughs> you yes. can't get it through. <laughs> hey, so, so disappointed. So heartbroken that it doesn't yeah. work, man. <laughs> be and like, damn. Yeah, and these CDs will be out like somebody threw it out the window somewhere. Right. Just happened to find it on the street. And you're just like, right. you're just like hey, look at this. Uh, Sit uh, on the ground. <laughs> Take this. I done looked up. Check this right. out. And it'd be some trash. Be Very trash. Awful. Play it at all. Uh, but yeah, I think I think CDs really changed the game. That's funny, man. You can tell we had a our experience with music was definitely around CDs, bro. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it uh, was definitely around CDs. Now, all right. A question did a question that just came to my mind. Yeah. Do you do you think that we had more trouble with tapes or CDs? <laughs> Because uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> you, you play that tape too much, and then that little tape in there snap. Yeah. Oh, Especially it's when tough. you heard it go, you heard the tape player make that weird sound like yeah. it's, and it's whoosh, whoosh, you like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's just it. Like, you can't yeah. do anything about it ever again unless you open it, try to tape it together, right, put it right. down. But then it's going to go over that one spot. Yeah. As with CDs, hey man, one one scrape and it, it's most likely it's over. I feel like uh, CDs was uh, was was worse. I I didn't run into like it like with the tapes, man. It happens sometimes, you know. And and like you say, you can fix it. You just gotta you you know you gonna miss that part. Yeah. With a CD, like sometimes, man, you can get a skip uh, a scratch in the CD, and it won't play the rest of the CD. Yeah. You know, because it can't get past that one that one scratch. So, um, I, I would say to you know, CDs were were worse, but for me, CDs were better in a sense of ease of. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I want to get to the next song. I just skip the 
skip to the next song, push the button, skip to the next song. Or if I want to fast forward a little bit, I can hold it or whatnot. Versus a tape, you just got fast forward until you get to the next song. And you have yeah. to listen. Oh, man, I went past it. <laughs> come back to it. You know, you had, a, had to do a lot with a tape. But as far as like the maintenance of it and stuff like that, I think tapes were a lot easier just because you could play it out and you could record it right then and there. They were cheaper, you know, uh-huh. at the time. Um, at the time CDs came out. Um, but yeah, so that's my answer to that question. Good and question. I agree. I agree <laughs> with you. Because as soon as you mess up a CD, it was just downhill. It was, that was just it. Right. Just right. It. So the transition from MP3s, because MP3 was next, right? From CD. Yeah, yeah because I, man, yeah. I think I had a, uh, 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 what is that? An iPod, an Apple iPod, with the with the rotary dial, not the not the touch. Before the touch, it was the one that you got to circle around and stuff like that. And you had all these songs on there. Yeah, and that's when that was like I want to say college. Yeah, freshman year of college. That's when I bought me an iPod and I had Napster. So I'm doing all these illegal downloads, and then. <laughs> All these downloads on off of Napster, and then I'm putting it on my iPod. Um, yeah. You know, never did, didn't have the aux cord then, you know, but uh, <laughs> soon came and got me one. But the experience with MP3s, man, um, changed the game and got us to this point now because music became digital um, instead of being very being on a tangible item. You know, it's just in the cloud or on saved on your computer and stuff like that. What, what do you remember when you got to that transition? When I got to that transition, I mean, like everyone else, I think the first thing was, uh, Napster probably coming Mm -hmm. about and, and hearing people's music before it was the release date and just having that access to all of that and just kind of like, it was just there. So like at that point, you know, like bootlegging was, you know, piracy, as they call it, or, you yeah. know, we call it bootlegging, which is huge because you right. can go down and get a get an album weeks before before time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was illegal, but to the consumer, it was just fun because now you had to, you know, you just had access to all this music that you really loved. And it sucked for the artists yeah. uh, because somehow we were getting the music before it was supposed to be <laughs> right, uh, right. due to the Internet. But yeah, that was really my first experience was I was going to a friend's house and they just so, and they were older friends at the time and they were just having, they had it there and and I never experienced Napster. I was like, whoa, this is it. And then they showed it. It was like, yeah, type in what song you want. Yeah. And then we're going to download it. And you see this green bar and it's downloading. You're like, okay, so what do I do? Do I just, they're like, okay, just wait. And you're like, okay, cool. So then you go and you're doing that stuff. Then you come back like, hey, your CD's ready. And it's just there. And you're like, what? I got this. And, you know, being able to go home and bump everything that you couldn't buy at the time. Right. uh, Which was crazy uh, to think about now. Because I even sold bootleg CDs for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I never sold sold CDs. Like, that's the crazy part. Bro, it was was an easy come up too, man. Yeah, I was but at Brain again, bank. Right, <laughs> but I never sold CDs. Like, I would make, like, dog, when I tell you, I went to college, I'd make these CDs, like, i download all the songs that I want, because we had dial-up at home, and I was like, this just takes entirely too long. Yep. By the time I got to college, man, we had that, that quote-unquote, high-speed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, be in the room, in the dorm room, just download all time, and then just put the moment on on CD. Like yeah. I go buy that little hundred fifty pack of CDs. Mm-hmm. Like, be telling my partner, man, I made this mix CD real quick, man. Go and pop that in, man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Exactly, music, man. But so, um, but then got to the point where with the iPod, you know, I used to watch um. Dave Chappelle's stand-up was the first, like, thing I remember from an MP3. And uh, 
I could listen to it. Like I had the video of it and I had the audio of it. So mm-hmm. I might be walking to class listening to Dave Chappelle. People thought I was stupid because I'd be walking to class just laughing all of a sudden. You know, you're like, what the fuck's going on with him? <laughs> <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> like, that's weird, though. <laughs> but no, man, like, I, I was like, man, this is like, I knew then that I'd never go back to a CD or, you know, even, you know, of course not a tape, but how things were for, like, how we knew life as it was is, is completely changed after that moment when they yeah. came out with, with the iPod. And and even when they came out with the iPod, it was MP3 players already in motion. Like, you remember, uh, it was an MP3 player called um, Zoom, Z yep. and E. You remember those? I remember, I remember those. Yeah, I, I was like, man, these. my partner had one, and I was like, no, nah, this is cool, you know? And then Apple came along with their little thing, so I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta mess with Apple, you know? <laughs> I've never had an iPod. You haven't? I've had. I didn't oh. have one, I guess, until, I guess you say, when I got an iPhone. Yeah, but you I've got never yeah. had an iPod. I've had the little th- MP3 stuff, and I was like, yeah. why well, spend all that money for that? And I have this, and I just load this up. Right. Um, but the only thing that kind of kept me with CDs for a long period of time, even though I liked the whole deal of having MP3s and doing whatever, uh, the only thing that kept me with CDs was the CD, you know, having the um, artwork because I was really big on having the CD book, having yeah. the artwork, flipping through and seeing all that. I used to love that stuff. That stuff was crazy dope to yeah. me. Uh, I remember your CD book, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had a big CD book. Bro, I, and I tried to get me one, bro. <laughs> that was the craziest thing. I tried to get me one just like yours. Like, Steve, you got this one, man. I'm going to get one like that. I ain't have enough CDs, so I had to get the little one. With yeah. Two, with the two Just, CDs on each page. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what was crazy? That's really how it started. The CD book was like, when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, all these CDs and so flipping through. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like the artwork and see it all together. And then you organize it. And then, does, you know, eventually you see someone's that you want one and you, then the next person get one. And that's just kind of how it happened. Yeah. Um, with the MP3s, it was like, man, you go to somebody's crib and they turn on their computer and like, you see what I said, th- you know, their media player is just full of all these right. grand stuff. You're like, right. you know, that's that's kind of dope too. So you just kind of <laughs> was there with, especially if you can get it to show up on the CD that you just burnt. Yeah, uh, and oh, the MP3 yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. Um, an issue that I found in the MP3s, which made sense as to what was next, which is the streaming mm-hmm. was the MP3s took up so much space. They did. Like on your computer and and like you were saying, like, you know, you download the MP3, you have the artwork to the to the song, to the to the albums and everything like that. But it slows down your computer and it's it's stalling your computer out at this point yeah. because computers or you know computers wasn't designed at that time, with music in mind, like like today's computers are designed with faster processors. Uh-huh. Um, they have like make computers specifically for audio. You know, yeah. like my computer now, like it's it's sound. The speakers in my computer are like it's four at the top and then it's four it's four at the bottom of. It. You mm-hmm. know, so it 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 like sounds good and it can push music. So. I didn't see it coming, but when it when it came, it made sense um, with these streaming uh, uh, apps like you got Spotify. I use I pay for Google Play um, just because, you know, you got the family family thing. You got title, which is a it's a great one. Title is amazing. You yeah. know, not because it's Jay-Z's, but yeah, title. The idea of title is amazing. And the stuff and the product that they have is a an amazing product. Spotify, like I said earlier, it's a, uh, Spotify is a great one because everybody is uh is is basically I'm gonna go to Spotify. You know, Spotify mm-hmm. is like everybody's um, place to know. You know, it's like the UC of the of the of the colleges. Spotify is that yeah. in my mind, but um, it just made sense when that happened, and 
it that I think that harmed and helped the artists. Um, just a question for you, like when when you look at the success for artists and you know how they get their certifications of platinum and gold, how did streaming from then when it first started? I don't even remember when streaming first started. It's like kind of woke up one morning and was like, oh, we're streaming this. Oh, okay, that's the thing. To to now, how is it the cert? How do are the certifications um, have changed throughout the years for that? Um, and to go back to your streaming question <laughs> of when it started, let's see, uh, Jukebox Software. More important was the release of 2003 of iTunes 4. Uh, so it looked like streaming kind of started uh, early two. Early 2000s, which I guess technically we still are in the early 2000s. But it says, uh, Pandora easily take the biggest early music streaming service label launched in 2005. So we can pretty much say it started in around there in 2005 and went on. Um, But as far as uh, the certifications, you know, when when it first started, they had no idea how to even uh, judge all of that. Um, and like in the past couple of years, they really kind of figured out how to do it. So like every, so, you know, every so on, so many listeners you have or streams you have that will determine if it's gold or not. Um, and I would have to take a look to see, uh, but yeah, it took them a minute to kind of figure out a way to judge how to, um, how to accurately, you know, uh, what's the word? How to measure kind of yeah measure sales with streaming because it was it was so much at one time and uh and it just came along so quickly just like you said uh hmm, let's see here yeah this did happen fast <laughs> yeah it, it blew up on the scene more like and, and I mean but it makes sense though right yeah. It makes, I mean, like, man, it, it's, it's cool. This is what being a, a part of my work was talking about, too. Um, with the streaming part of everything, it makes it where for the artist, like, if I decided to make a, a song today, I didn't have to wait till it got recorded on, uh, on a CD or on tape or, you know, get downloads or anything like that. I can just literally put it on SoundCloud like upload it to SoundCloud, push it myself, and get the listens that I need. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, the art of of the mixtape, you know, has changed because you remember people used to put out real mixtapes. Yeah. Because of that. But you know, streaming comes along, it's like they're just putting out regular albums. You mm-hmm. know, or or it looks like they're putting out you got I know you got that piff. Um uh, that's the only one I know of. I don't even listen to those anymore just because of my streaming service that I pay for. So yeah. I'm paying for this streaming service. I'm just listening to music that's on there. Or if it's on Spotify, if it comes on Spotify, I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Or I look for whoever, you know, my favorite artist and everything like that. So it helps. Streaming has helped um, the independent artists a lot more than you know, the artists that don't, that are contracted through these big record labels just because the independent artist has the freedom to do whatever they want to. Um, gotcha. That streaming service gives you that freedom. So that's one, that's one major reason why I like the streaming services and stuff like that. Um, because you're, you're giving freedom, you're, you, you're giving more creativity. You know, I think that's one reason I like Big Crit a lot because of the creativity and the freedom that he uh, strives to have because of that that uh, create that freedom that he has. We're getting more creative in in the, his music or whatnot. So, um, that's my little take on streaming, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, streaming has streaming has really the internet itself has really opened the door for so many artists, and it's made it to what more eyes can see. Where you can really take your career in your own hands and really do whatever it is you want to do with your music and put it out there. Um, 
the internet has really merged the world together and made it a lot smaller than when stuff used to seem so much bigger. Yeah. Um, and about your um question as far as uh uh certifications, um I just looked it up the RIAA uh which is who certifies stuff. Right. They uh so like everyone knows to to become to have a gold album, gold certification you got to sell 500,000 units, platinum a million multi-platinum 2 million and then diamond will have to be 10 million. Um, so how it breaks down here, they're saying units at, uh, units are defined as, and it says here, um, each, uh, permanent digital album or physical album sale counts as one unit for certification. Uh, 10, uh, permanent track downloads from the album count as one unit for certification and is, uh, 1,500 on-demand audio or video streams for the album count as one unit. So that's changed like dramatically from going to the store and buying one yeah. copy, which would be essentially one unit. Yeah. Whereas now for streaming, you got to stream at least 1,500 uh, yeah. streams to even be considered with one unit. So that's changed it like just that's crazy how that's like... Yeah. You have to work so hard. Um, but like the world is so much smaller when it comes to the internet and streaming and like you can just you can put your stuff out tomorrow and and see immediate results. Uh people can have access to your stuff like right. instantly now. Um, which is great. But in a sense, uh it has made it harder for the artists because now you have to sift through like so much more just to find that one, you know, person. And even though things will probably you know, come across your ear, it, it, it may, or your desk, or however you want to say, it may take it a little more harder because now yeah. you can you can go find exactly that person, stream that person, and have access to that t- whole entire catalog. Yeah. Um, and then with so much music out there now, it's really hard, whereas, whereas back in the day when you just had CDs, yeah. uh, you wouldn't know who was hot until you figured out who was selling or you saw them. See who was playing on the radio. Yeah, exactly. That's so, that's the crazy part. I I didn't think about this until um, just a few minutes ago, but streaming has definitely killed the, the record player, the record store. You remember uh, what was that store on Brown? Yes, <laughs> I knew he was gonna say it. Cats. Yeah. I remember going in there like all these CDs, man. You go through there and you're looking for whatever it is you're looking. For. That go without a business. Uh, you remember Sam Goody, I believe. Yep, Sam Goody's. Yeah, uh, Circus City. Circus City. Um, Circus City went out of business. I think they just had bad business practices or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they, they had something going on there. Right. But if you go to Best Buy, if you notice, like that whole area gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It does. It yeah. does. And I think, um, I think eventually, I think they're. I think I read an article saying that. They were going to be completely taking all that out of their I mean, stores. I mean, it makes sense, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it definitely makes sense. Um, and then another thing was streaming has honestly killed the radio. Like, how yeah. often do you listen to the radio? You know what? Since I have satellite radio, I listen to it a little more. Yeah, I'm talking um, about the radio, the AM, my FM radio. Nah, I don't really <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I, right. I used to listen to the Breakfast Club every morning, but I would just listen to the Breakfast Club. I wasn't listening right. to anything other than that. Right. Uh, but once you got, you know, like I have Apple Music, like I just get on there and listen to whatever I want. Right. Or listen to whatever radio station they have on there. Because, yeah. you know, they have the, uh, you know, they have their little area where they have they uh, mm-hmm. kind of like their own radio station or whatever. But yeah, it, it's it's made it real hard for radio, um, and even and even the, other platforms. Yeah, the cool part about it though, I think, is that radio is still the medium to go to. Like you're still wanting to get your music played on the radio. You know, I feel like you should want to still get your music played on the radio because you know it's still places that. You know, you're you're at work and they have a radio. You want people to hear your music while you're at work. Like those things haven't changed. But the the things of the consumption of 
music has changed for the individual. But yeah. many jobs is not just gonna have like a like let's just take a a my my dad's shop or my granddad's shop when they had it. Only thing they had in there was a radio. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that was like early two thousands. I was in college, so maybe two thousand nine, two thousand ten. They still had the shop, and they still listen to radio. Here it is. Fast forward two thousand nineteen. Still, some people that have that same, you know, regimen of I got this radio here. It's just here for background noise. It's not here for anything else. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't think that the radio is not dead, but it's like, you know, it's. It's like I still want to use it, but I don't have to use it to get to you know where I'm trying. So yeah, I I think the goal has changed. When I think a lot of people, the idea was to get your songs on the radio. Where now it's not. Uh, I think radio now has to find the popular songs because back then you had to have a song that was radio quality. Yeah. Whereas now. You you listen to some of these songs on the radio. These are like album cuts that you wouldn't yeah. think that would ever make it. Right. Um, you need to put the explicit. You remember it, was, it used to be a radio station in chat. Uh, I mean, when we found that radio station. <laughs> 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 I can't remember how we found it, but we were just know. fooling around and somehow right. we found <laughs> this little local radio station that played the music with all the cussing in it right. and everything. And we would just sit there and giggle and listen and have right. a great time and play the game. And yeah, I think one time we went and tried to find that studio. Wasn't we on like some bikes and we tried yeah, to go find yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. We, we found did. the address and, and <laughs> we ended up finding this old little weird looking abandoned building and we was yeah. like, nah, we ain't nah. going in there, fam. <laughs> let's, let's go. This ain't it. He can he can he can have his dirty music. <laughs> right. We just listen to it on the radio. I think even then we was trying to. We was like, man, it'd be cool to have like a radio show, and we wanted yeah. to go there to figure it out. But, <laughs> ah, hey, man, that's crazy. I remember that's that. Crazy dog. <laughs> hey, but uh, man, my last question for you, man, and and what's next for the industry? Like, we got streaming. What's after streaming? You know what? Um, I had a discussion with someone in the music industry a while back. Um, and I think we got to the point, and this is a scary part of it. We can't see what's next. Um, yeah. Everything else makes sense. Like you, you know, you had vinyl. And so, okay, we want to make it a little smaller. So then they came with the tape. Uh, you had the tape and, you know, we wanted to make stuff. We want to go kind of digital. We want to make it where, you know, the tape doesn't pop or it sounds better. So then here came the CD. Uh, and then after that, you was like, okay, you know, uh, uh, how do we make it even more portable? So not only that, you came with the MP3. And then after MP3, because of piracy and, 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 and all of that, you came with streaming, which is you just being on the internet completely streaming the music. Like now it's like, okay, what makes sense? Like nothing else, like what's after this? It, it That's the scariest thing right now because where do we go from here? Like it's kind of almost, you got to the point where you're like, like, you're like, okay, there's really nothing after this. <laughs> right. Like, it, it's really scary. Like you've gotten to the peak of it. So yeah. what is next? And honestly, for that question, I have no idea. Uh-huh. And I remember us talking. I remember having this this discussion with him. And he was like, "Man, it's the scariest thing." Uh, and this was back when I was um interning at Warner Brothers. Yeah. And, um, he was like, "Man, this is the scariest thing because we just don't know what's. There's no way to figure out what's next." Right. Uh, right. And I've thought about that every single day. Not every day because that's going to make me sound crazy. But I've thought about it like every so often or every year. And it's always been in the back of my mind because I was just like, man, what is next? Like right now, they just figured out the kind of way to kind of pay these people for these streaming. Yeah. Uh, but then you kind of look at it and it's like, okay, I mean, we got laptops. They just got thinner. Um, your cars now, they just, now they just hook to your phone. Yeah. Uh, everything's on your phone. So 
these days and your TV now hooks to your yeah. music like Pandora yeah. and stuff. And it's like, oh, like, where does it go from here? Like, honestly, we don't have an answer for that question. Right. right. It just improves on what it has, man. I think it's yeah. going to be more streaming services. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I feel like the streaming services are, you know, how radios, it, like that radio we talked about, that radio station we talked about, it's going to become more streaming services like that radio station, that independent radio station. It's going to be where, um, let's see, Amazon Prime uh, Music. Take Amazon Music, for example. They don't play everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of, like, a lot of the stuff that's actually on these streaming platforms Amazon has a, a lot of music, but it doesn't play all of the music that you want to listen to. Like I was trying to find one of the, I think it was like a two chains album. Yeah. And I couldn't listen to his album, the new one. And I was like, well, why I can't listen to the album? You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. So I, think, I think that may be the next move for uh, music consumption is exclusivity to specific ones like title yeah title was like one uh who did that i think little one somebody no jay z did it first like he only released his album on title uh-huh. of course i want to hear his album let me go get my free trial of title so i can hear his album but it didn't work just because everybody was like, well, forget it. I don't want to hear it then. Or somebody will pass it along or this or that. So I believe yeah. that, you know, it's going to become easier for people to create their own streaming services. Um, and then they that's where it brings back the radio. Because I have this strange infatuation with history repeating itself because I feel like TV is doing the same thing. Um, you know, where where we used to have a lot of sitcoms back in the 90s, then everything went to reality TV. Yeah. Now everything, I feel like everything's going to go revert back to sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And people are not are going to get tired of the scripted reality TV that we have now. That's completely off subject. But um, with the music industry or with the music consumption, I think we're going to have where more people are going to be able to create whatever type of streaming services they have, streaming services they want uh, with different radio personalities and stuff like that, all in a streaming service. You know, you yeah. pay for, you may pay 2 or $3 to get this service. You can listen to this type of music, but, you know, you also got these different shows to listen to as well, and they come on at a specific time. So that's my thought process on that. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong. I may have given somebody an idea. I don't know, but you know, that's what I think. No, I, I think it's headed that way. Yeah. Um, you know, Google Play is going away. No, I didn't know that. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> Google, Google, Google Play Music is is going away. They don't have an exact date, but it's going away. Um, I have Google Play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What well, a Google Play is Music gonna, for sure. Is it gonna be uh with YouTube? Cause I, yeah, I mean, I bought the YouTube. Pretty much, YouTube is pretty much gonna. That. Yeah, pretty much, YouTube is gonna relaunch as a subscription service. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's going away. Um, but I don't think that your idea, your idea is far off. I've always said that. Well, I've not always, but I've been saying lately that, uh, and this is kind of taking your idea and going a little step further. I really think that. With what Jay Z has done with Title, I think more artists may get to the point where they just have their own. Where hey, you pay uh, like right now. I mean, Title may be pretty expensive, but say if you want to go, you know, if, a, if an artist wanted to give you, hey, I'm I'm gonna keep all my stuff on all the other platforms, but then I'm gonna have my own streaming service where you can only pay. Say you pay a dollar. Say you pay. Two five five or two dollars for that one artist's um, subscription service to all their music, and not only do you get their music, you get access to all the exclusive stuff like uh, all the fan club stuff, 
Yeah. All the t-shirts, all the shows. You can see the show straight from your phone, mm-hmm. exclusive interviews, so on and so forth. So I, I kind of look at it as how the music, music industry has, they have their majors, right? You know, yeah. you have the major labels, which right now, uh, you know, you got Warner, Universal, yeah. uh, Sony, um, and say, hey, it, it turns into the streaming world where your major labels are, uh, say it's Apple, um, Spotify, uh, YouTube, and let's say it's let's say it's title. Even though title is 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 kind of lower than the rest, like the big ones are, uh, say Pandora, Spotify, and um, Apple Music. Uh, so you have those as like your majors, and then what I feel when probably happen is you're gonna have a whole bunch of independents because at the end of the day, a lot of those. Uh, streaming service, they still take a percentage of your money. So yeah. say you want, hey, hey, I want to, you know, I want all my money. Are they tired of jumping back and forth? Because as you can see now, Spotify, Spotify shows exclusive stuff. Uh, Apple yeah. has its exclusive stuff. Um, Tidal has its exclusive stuff. So, you know, it may get to a point where just like the music industry, where people are like, hey, we're going to be independent and we're going to, you know, find a way just to distribute our music. I see the streaming game going the exact same way, whereas people are like, hey, what if I can stream this stuff for cheaper? Say, you know, I got 10,000 fans. They all pay a dollar a month for a year. You add that money up. That's pretty good money. And you're getting all of that and being able to be direct and more intimate with your fans. I can see that coming. Uh, It'll probably be a lot of work on the back end as far as, you know, getting technology together, putting all that together. But I can see a lot of people. I can see a whole label just being like, you know what? Hey, we're going to do our own, you know, save, you know, J. Cole and the whole Dreamville crew put their stuff together and it's like, hey, this is our streaming service. You have exclusive access to our stuff and yeah, you're going to be able to get our albums on all the other major platforms, but if you come here, you'll get that album plus more, you know? Right. 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 Because at the end of the day, we still all kind of just listen to the same. You know, you have your artists that you like to listen to. So mm-hmm. say instead of paying $10 a month, you pay $5 a month because you got your five favorite artists and they are charging a dollar each for your for their streaming service, a right. dollar a month. Like it's like, hey, I can cut this in half and go from there and just kind of go with it. Uh, and then it also depends on the quality and so on and so forth. Because I know title. Even though title, and we had the discussion as at, at, um, at the office one day after one of our big meetings, I was talking. I was like, "Man, how does title, you know, hold up against that and, and against the other ones?" Because we most time we're always talking about is the big ones um, and, and all of that. And they were saying, you know, pretty much, hey, title is like one of the more fun and, and better uh, and better apps. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they just cost too much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They just really do. So looking at that, like if you're thinking of the mind frame of people, if we go back to the evolution of it, like then they wanted mobility and then also, you know, eventually stuff got cheaper, but now we got the mobility. So what else would they want? They would probably want stuff to be cheaper, cheaper more yeah. exclusive access and, and just better quality. So at that point I could see a lot of people, you know, Hey, I can see it all going back around to where, Hey, we just gonna put out our own streaming service and, and see if people buy in, and yeah. it, it'll pretty much be how it used to be with the uh, fan clubs and the street teams. Hey, this is what we got, and you know you want to hear all this plus get exclusive stuff. You come over here, so yeah. that's that's kind of what I, what I what I what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna get to that point because that would be a lot with a lot of artists. You hate to be coin. paying. We out of coin, man. Yeah. Man, y'all gotta pay us. <laughs> Yeah. We gave you the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here, you're here first. Right. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Man. So. Hey, man. Uh, what was the last CD you bought, man? Last CD I bought. And when did you buy it? Okay, we're talking about the last CD that I bought or the last CD that I received? The actual last CD that you bought. Okay. Cool, cause I get like a lot of free CDs here and there. <laughs> they just kind of show up. <laughs> but uh, the last CD that I bought, and I wish I had my CD book here, 
Um, <laughs> the infamous CD book. Yeah, the infamous <laughs> CD book. I wish I had it here right now. Uh, the last CD that I bought, I believe, was that Future. The um, I mean, what was that last? What was the album that had? Oh, I gotta look now. <laughs> <laughs> it was Future. It was Dirty Sprite Two. I think yeah. it was called DS Two. Yep, that's what it is. I just typed it in on Apple. Yep, that was the last CD that I bought. Like physical copy. Physical season. copy. Yep. Wow. Physical Ooh. copy. That was the last one. The last physical copy CD I bought, man, was uh, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. What? Yes. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you. <laughs> so I had never heard The Chronic album, but everybody talks about how amazing this album was. Okay, I'm, I'm going like, to stop. I'm going to stop because this is going to be real interesting. At what age was you at when you bought the chronic? And <laughs> where drunk. did you buy it from? A few years ago. I, it, was, it was within the last three years. Oh my goodness, man. And you had yes. never heard it? Never heard it. Hold up. Never, I never found that hard it. to believe. As no. much stuff that your no. dad played in his room. No. <laughs> I know it was a bunch of damn spice one, but I know he played the chronic somewhere. No, never heard the full album through. I remember working out. Like I had got the CD. And and was listening to it and was like never heard any of these skits or anything. If you remember skits, so you see yeah. big and see these. I love skits. <laughs> <laughs> if they're done right. Right. <laughs> but had never heard it. And you know, I told my wife, I was like, man, I just gotta buy it. And I got it from Amazon. Because you know, those that that that's like one album that's not on streaming service. It isn't? No, you cannot get you cannot stream it or you couldn't. I haven't tried it because I got the album now. You know what? <laughs> it's a lot of albums that I want to hear that are on streaming services. Right. And now oh, the Chronic's on here. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's on there. That Apple? Yeah, it's on Apple Music. That's probably why I couldn't listen to it. But I like uh I think Shook Knight had some type of thing thing with it, but I mean I couldn't find it on uh on none of the uh, streaming services, so I just bought it. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's all I got, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the day. That's it for me, man. I don't know if you got some more, but that's it for me. Man, the only other thing is just like, like we were last saying, like just where does it go from here, which is the scariest thing ever because you just don't know. Uh, I'm still waiting on flying cars, bro. So, oh no, nah. <laughs> I don't think them coming. <laughs> no, they're coming. They're definitely coming, bro. Like I seen a, I seen a picture. Like it was, it was like it had a propeller and everything. But um, yeah, but I, I, it's see, it's, a, it's for a minute. We may not be able to drive it. Yeah, it's on the way. Like, I've seen it. They show it going across some water. Yeah, yeah. yeah and all that. And you'd be like, oh, man, they really got it. But then it hasn't made mass production yet. No. So, not yet. Not, they just not got self-driving cars. And it, and that hadn't been perfected yet. So. Oh, that's been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> wait, till, wait till they perfect it, though, bro. Like, we, yeah. like, literally, we're going to live in the times of the Jets, which I'm so excited for. And, and you know what? That kind of goes back to how you remember when we grew up, we was in that time of like we got to see where there was no cell phone till there was a cell phone. Yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, it's it's I guess we just we were born within that time of nothing but right. transition. So we we was born in the perfect time, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So man, I guess we see where it goes from here. Definitely see where it goes, man. Um yeah, for the episode, man, it's been an awesome conversation. Um, I think the music industry has definitely changed over the years in my time of being a consumer of music, especially uh, of hip hop and rap um, and R&B. You know, um, I think it's, it's just that time. I'm, I'm curious and I'm excited to see what, what happens next, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things to shut this uh, episode down. I can't really think of anything. Uh, follow us. Like us. Yep. Share this out. Yep. 
uh, have conversations, send us questions. Uh, Steve, have you set up your uh, your social media? Nope, still got no. Facebook. We still, <laughs> <laughs> we still working on Steve's uh, social media stuff. So I get know. it up. I get it up. The <laughs> only thing I will say is, if you want to go read some of these articles that we were talking about, um, you can go to WeRaveYou.com. Uh, yeah. That's one of them. And then the other site was uh, www.makeuseof.com, uh, uh, where they kind of break all that down. And also, you can just kind of go through and, you know, do your own research, kind of read up on it uh, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's all I got. Huh? Huh? Well, I guess that's I, it. I appreciate you guys <laughs> listening. Um, this was produced by 3 Out Media. Um, three up, three up in the building. Um, well, yeah, man, that's, those guys great. We good. I'm good. I'm um, good. I don't have any news for for this week. Nothing comes up, so I'm out, man. Hey, push the damn button. <laughs> <laughs> pushing the button, man. I'm pushing the button. I'm putting that on the shirt. I'm out, man. Peace. Peace.